up everybody and this is the idiots talk history podcast the podcast where we delve into the past and discuss some topics that are either lesser well known or a bit more well known and we try and shine a new light on those topics as you can probably tell from my amateur introduction i am not the normal host matt he is next to me hello as is lorna hello and i am special guest dan I don't know about special guests. No, you're special guest number one. Okay. Yeah. But how are you guys? Uh, we're okay, thanks. Um, I don't yep. I don't like what's up at the start. <laughs> um Yeah, we're alright. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good are you. I'm good. I'm good. This is the first episode of uh, year two of Idiot's Talk oh, History. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Is it the 53rd episode? It is the 53rd episode. Yep. Yeah, it's a big one. Exciting. So we've got something new in store. Is that true? Oh, yeah, the little question at the end of that. Um, yeah, we spoke about it in the last podcast, just doing um, smaller um, podcast reports. What? I've, I've not listened to the previous oh, podcast. Oh, that's good. That is poor. That Sorry. is poor form. I'm not a fan. <laughs> you were doing a, You had a long walk this afternoon, and you could listen to it then. Oh. That's quite. This. That's quite upsetting. But anyway, let's get on with it. So yeah, yeah I'll introduce. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Because even though I introduced, I'm not actually doing the report today. It is actually Lorna and yep. then Matthew. And what is the topic? Oh, well, okay, over to you, Lorna. <laughs> right, so what do you want me to do today? The words that, that I gave you. Can't you can do, yeah. So I found a topic and then Matt also did research on a topic. So do you mm-hmm. want me to say the word now? Yes, why not? I said the word president. I found that quite difficult, actually. It is a bit of a tough Whenever one, I just I, think afterwards. When I search president... It, Automatic came up with of the United States, mm-hmm. and you told me try and stay away from of the United States. So it was a bit more tough, and I was thinking of companies. I kept thinking Coca Cola and I don't know. Oh. President of FIFA. Yeah. Oh, that Cricket. Been, yeah. So these are all topics yeah, I could have done, but I didn't. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. So instead, I did Edith Wilson. No, you didn't, because I did Edith. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's just read my Word document. Oh, good job. And who's he? She. Oh, very right. good. Dan! He's the first Edith. president of no, the United States. Not the first. She's the first allegedly oh. female president of oh. the United States. Because today, like, we don't think there's been a female president, but some would argue that there has been unofficially. Ooh. Okay. I'll Go start ahead, proper then. Begin, yeah. Um, so, during the 1920s, a woman walked around the White House carrying lots of paperwork. Um, it was piles of mail and memos, and she walked around in dark, long dresses. So that's the kind of image cool. that we have of her. This is quite an ominous beginning. Yep. And at the time, journalists also huddled by the entrance of the White House, and they were hoping to catch a glimpse of the person who was in charge of running the country at this time. Um, and so she's the first unofficial female president of the United States, and she has become known to some as the first lady president. Where's the context like there? That. She just walks around the White House. No, yeah. like I'm gonna go back. Okay. Oh, Obviously, she's just dropping us into the uh, like the start of a film where you I just were... gave it to you, the first lady. It's like Memento. Hmm. Film Memento. Wow. I've not seen it. Is it good? <laughs> it's on my list of films to watch it though. Is, oh, okay. I made yeah. a list of films. No spoilers then. No. I'm yeah. I'm working my way through a list of apparently classics. Mm. I don't know if they are. According to Matt. Right. Um, anyway, so she was the first lady. She was married to a president. Okay. There's your oh, context. Harold Wilson. 
the Prime Minister of the UK. No. Um, she was not elected by anyone uh, except arguably, arguably her husband when he married her um, on the 18th of December 1915. Um, she married Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson, Wilson. Oh. and she was his second wife. So she went from Edith, Bolling, Galt, and became Mrs. Woodrow Wilson. Mm. It's pretty cool. Some would say she's the second lady. No. Um, <laughs> she was born on the 15th of October... I'll cut that out. All right. <laughs> she was born on the 15th of October in Wytheville, Virginia, uh, into an impoverished family in the mountainous western Virginia. Um, and she's a distant descendant of the legendary Native American princess Pocahontas, which is pretty cool. I really like Pocahontas. Didn't she... What is the true story of Pocahontas, though? She it's was not a good real. one, is it? Isn't it like John she, Smith captured it, her? Yeah, and did bad things she came, to, like she came to England she was actually in I think her, she was buried in England oh really was she <laughs> wow I'm pretty sure on the uh, west coast somewhere okay. or east one coast <laughs> but she got stuck in a port somewhere and she couldn't get home oh. maybe you should do that as a report next yeah. time yeah well we'll put it in the bag we could do one on princesses oh yeah another good one Anastasia oh, um yeah. So Edith wasn't an intellectual and she actually left the Mary Washington College because her dormitory room was too cold. Um, she moved to the nation's capital with her older sister and she married an older man who ran the city's oldest jewellery store. Um, she had a baby but he died when he was a few days old. Um, after being married for 12 years she was widowed but she was also left wealthy. Uh, so she was born 1872. Woodrow was born on the 28th of December 1856. He was a member of the Democratic Party and was the 28th President of the United States from 1913 to 1921. Wartime. Yep. As President, he oversaw the passage of progressive legislative policies which were unparalleled until the New Deal in 1933. Mm. And he also led the country through the First World War. Was his phrase, return to normalcy? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see anything oh, about okay. that. I think that's it. Maybe that was the British Prime Minister. <laughs> You're not sure about any of these facts. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, so the couple met in 1915. Um, at the time, she was a wealthy, glamorous widow and she was thought to be a pillar of Washington society. And she was also the first woman in Washington to drive a car. So she's oh. pretty cool. Um, but she was barred from the high echelons of society because her wealth came from what was known as trade. So some didn't recognise her. Like, I think she was a bit tainted, in a way. What do you mean by trade? So her wealth has come from the retail industry through the jewellery store, oh. rather than... Through family. Through family, yeah. Oh. like. Um, but this all changed when she met Woodrow. Woodrow's first wife had also died the year before, so he was also a wid like widowed. Uh, the two hit it off right away, and for Woodrow it was love at first sight, and they married seven months later. Their courtship had been filled with romantic suppers being picked up in presidential limousines and mornings full of love notes that even saw Edith's opinions on the trustworthiness of cabinet members or finessing diplomats in Europe. So he's trusting her with a lot, really, to say mm. they're only seeing mm. each other at this point. Um, Woodrow's political advisers were alarmed at the quick wedding and that Edith was trusted with classified information when she'd only been known for a few months. Uh, they were also fearful that the marriage could lead to his defeat in the upcoming election. 
Uh, so the advisors came up with a plan to release love letters from Woodrow, Woodrow to a Mary Peck in order to scare Edith and humiliate her. So they wanted her to flee, oh. but um, mm. she didn't. Instead, they got married. Huh? It's a bit sad, that, though, isn't it? Yeah, when they wanted to split them up. Had he actually sent love letters, or did they I make think... them up? Did they fabricate them? I don't, I don't know, because it said he'd had a real love affair, but it didn't say when oh. in my research, so I'm not sure. Mm. Either way... We can speculate. Yeah, I'd say they're real. We don't do yeah. that on this. Okay. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> but this is, this is a criticism. So, um, like, she married him anyway, but a lot of people have criticised her for putting her relationship with Woodrow above the country. Mm. Whereas when he's in that position and she's the first lady, some people feel that the country should be prioritised. What, so they shouldn't be married if you're president? No. I'll get onto it in a bit. So they feel that she should have behaved in a different way than she did to put the country's needs first. Because if you think he's responsible for a whole country, yeah. So she should have done different things. So potentially she shouldn't have married him that soon. Okay. Because they, they need to look at like the security risk, and she should have gone through all the checks and stuff. But she just married him anyway. Mm. But I think it's cool that she married him. Um, she wasn't interested in politics or government, but she supported her husband. The two never left each other's presence and worked together in a private office upstairs. And she also joined his meetings and refused access to him if she felt he couldn't be disturbed. So this is what I mean where she's saying, no, no, you can't see Woodrow, because I don't think that's important and he doesn't need to be disturbed, but it could be a real issue for the country. So she's looking out for him rather than the country, which some people think Mm -hmm. she potentially shouldn't have done. Um, as the war developed, Edith moved from hosting parties to helping the federal uh, rationing effort. She also brought grazing sheep into the White House gardens so that the gardeners were able to provide manpower to the war effort. Which is cute, they had a little sheep. <laughs> I really like that. Um, she also accompanied her husband to Europe to negotiate the Treaty of Versailles, so that's at the end of the war. He was aware he would face resistance in the Senate, but he pushed on to inform them anyway, to try and uh, enthuse them. But he ended up collapsing from exhaustion and was rushed back to the White House. So he he went to Europe, returned, tried to convince the Senate, collapsed, was rushed back to the White House, and then he suffered a stroke. Um, Edith immediately stepped in and began making decisions, and this is where she took on presidential powers for some people. Uh, Back then, the US Constitution did not specify what to do if a president was unable to fulfil his duties. And in addition, Woodrow's vice president was Thomas R. Marshall, who was unambitious and he refused to assume the president's duties due to fear of assassination. (laughs) But I don't understand what he's doing in a vice president position then. Um, But it's also said that Edith didn't want Woodrow's legacy to fall apart and she and his physician were concerned that he'd lose the will to live if he lost the presidency. So that's why they didn't pass it to the vice president. So there's just Mm -hmm. two contradicting accounts there. So her husband's had a stroke, he's bedridden. Um, So Edith ran the Oval Office for 17 months. Nobody voted for her and she never actually referred to herself as president, but she did take charge of many executive duties um, because her husband was incapacitated. Uh, the, the country's future and all decisions were left in the hand of Edith, who has no history in politics and little interest in running the country. Mm, um, it sounds a bit dangerous, though. It does, yeah. and there's been a lot of criticism about her. Um, US citizens were kept in the dark about his condition and were told he had a mild illness. What sort of decisions did she make? So I'd she be terrified. 
I'll just get into it in a second. So oh. she controlled all communication to and from the president, who was bedridden but lucid. So he's seeing information and he's giving her information, but only if she thinks he can see it. Right. And a lot of the time she was concerned about telling him things if it would make him worse. Whereas the things he probably needs to hear are the, like, about the future of the yeah. country are the things that are, she's not telling him. Um she would only respond and meet with senders of messages if she deemed it important, and if not, they were just turned away. So I think quite a few issues didn't get a response at all. Um, she also gave orders to rally support for the Treaty of Versailles. However, it wasn't rallied, and it's thought to be partly due to her not meeting appointments and not allowing a British ambassador to meet the president because she did not like his secretary. <laughs> which is a pretty poor decision, if you ask me. So I just, I just think she made some, some bad choices. Uh, she followed her own snap decisions and this meant that sometimes messages were not responded to or prioritised and she would select messages based upon what would be best for Woodrow's health. Um, at the time, the law dictated that if bills uh, presented to the president weren't signed or vetoed in 10 days, they automatically became law. So as well, while she was acting as president, between <laughs> September 30th and November 18th in 1919, 28 acts became law because of the president's failure to respond within the 10 days. Wow. Which is it feels like it should good. be the opposite. Yeah. If it's not responded in ten days, it's just kicked out or I don't know. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't know, so Yeah, I feel like it should just be delayed. Not so what if like what if your what if your bill gets delayed in the post? Then it becomes law. <laughs> yeah. It's a winner. You'd get lost yeah. in the post every time, wouldn't you? <laughs> but um yeah, so there was twenty eight acts that became law and some people say that the decision for them to become law is with Edith. Um, however, so she's controlling a lot, really. The president's not really doing much. She's not allowed to see a lot of people. And she was the one who responded to a lot of correspondence. But there were limits to what she could do. And she never admitted to making any decisions which, which impacted government. And in her autobiography, she only mentions taking care of her husband and coordinating with his physician. So that's what a lot of people challenge her because they said that some of the decisions and some of the issues which were important to the future of the country, she was just like, no, no, Woodrow's not healthy enough to see that. But who, if he wasn't doing it, who was going to do it? I just think a lot of things got left, got that forgotten. That happened at or... my work. I came in to cover some sick and there was just loads of stuff that hadn't been done. Yeah. I know what she feels like, really, in a way. Similar, no, you know it? what the other people feel like in the government they were worried about mm. it because she's not doing it oh yeah yeah she's the one letting it down um her behavior did not go unnoticed and many called it a petticoat or residency uh, presidency and she received a lot of criticism but never from her husband so her, her husband's quoted as saying that like he really she really looked after him and she put the like everybody's needs first but i think he was he was out of it and also, he loved her a lot, so she can't do any wrong in his eyes. I like residency presidency. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> um, some accounts suggest that her role went further than taking care and being a gatekeeper to Woodrow. Um, but some support her and say that she provided stability at a crucial time. She seemed the least likely of women to seize control of the ultimate power, as she was not interested in satisfying some personal desire for recognition, and she was only inter interested in supporting Woodrow. So I guess in a way it's good, because the vice president didn't want it. She didn't want it, but she did it. But, yeah. It's nice, but then it's just that Woodrow is president. If it was just like he was a, I don't know, 
Uh, you worked in a shop, and yeah. then your wife she is wouldn't just, go to like, work for him, would she? Oh, but like, no, but if, she, if, he, yeah. if he was a shopkeeper, then your wife supports you, maybe she goes behind the counter. Mm. But it's just the fact that he's a president, and you can't really do that when it's presidency. Yeah, but now they have the the things in place that ensure that if the president can't be there, mm-hmm. immediately the vice president gets yeah. sworn in, don't they? Yeah, Was that done after then? After this? Because of this? Oh no no he he stayed on to be carried on to be no, president. But I mean, was this law that the vice oh, president? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Because uh, when JFK uh, got yeah, assassinated, swore... on they swore LBJ in like mm-hmm. immediately on the airplane. Oh right. Yeah, and then Jackie Who's was on LBJ? there. Who's LBJ? Lyndon B. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, re- I remember that from the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And as I said, some argue that she put a relationship with her husband and his desires above the executive in America. And I just think it's very controversial in America because that that means a lot like the executive and the government and freedom for people and stuff. Yeah, no one voted for it as well. Yeah, that's the thing that a lot of people had issues with. And uh, she didn't tell a lot of people the extent of the injuries, so it was kept a secret. Mm. Um, Which also I think is a bit dodgy. Because he can't have gone and done any president wa- no. hand waving and cutting ribbons, can he? Just like weekend at Bernie style. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I think I know. Is that where the like, person's dead yeah, and then they, you just like moves around yeah. and around? Yeah. Oh, like a ventriloquist. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, she didn't do that. That'd be funny in a different crowd, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got Maybe it. the listeners. Well, it's not immediately hilarious. I'm sure they were laughing out loud at home. Probably. On the bus. Uh, Woodrow's term ended in 1921 and the couple retired and stayed in Washington. He died three years later and she stayed committed to him and she maintained much of their home and raised money for organisations to preserve his legacy. Um, she died in Washington, D.C. on the 28th of December, 1961. He was born on the 28th of December. Mm-hmm. She died on his birthday. She died 40 years later. Our sister got married on the 28th of December. Aww. Hmm. So it's so all full circle. <laughs> to present day. <laughs> to present day. Yeah. So um, that's it. That was Edith. Edith, well, never heard of her. I'd never heard of her either. It was interesting though, because I, I feel like I've learned a lot about Woodrow Wilson, but never really much about his wife. Well, even when I was googling it, like America's uh, first female presidency, they were coming up with all sorts of other stuff that, like, there was only a few websites that actually have this story oh, on. Right. What were you? Were you trying to find out about? Why did you suddenly choose uh, female presidents? Um, Were you looking for Hillary Clinton? No, 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 I wasn't. I was looking for a pod topic and I think she came up on like a website of like cool people. Um, But when I was trying to search for her, there was another wife of a president and I can't remember who it was that everyone was like, she was really influential as well. But she didn't, I think she just influenced her husband rather than actually did half of his job like Edith did. Right. Were you searching on badassoftheweek.com? No, not this time. I should have had a look, see if she's on there though. (laughs) She's probably not. Thank you for that report. Mm-hmm. Um, the new format of the podcast means that even whether you're searching for Edith Wilson, then you can always learn about something else in the same podcast. Yep. Do you still do um, big questions or yeah. movie corners? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I haven't got one for today. I have not got a movie corner. No, I am. Um, mine doesn't really fit with them. Well, I actually, no, I've got a, I've got a movie corner, actually, I think I'm out. But I'll just mention it during my report. Okay. I'm going to tell you what it's on now. So obviously you spoke about presidents. What other countries would you think of when you think of presidents? Because I couldn't I think, think of, of other I countries think with of presidents. African. 
uh, countries have m- lots of presidents, don't they? Yeah, I think the first actual female president was in an African country. Oh. Actual. Right. Because most have like prime ministers. Yeah. When you think of Europe, President France, I think is France President has Macron. A president. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I could find out about that. Also, <laughs> was um, a recent news article about President Macron uh, spending thirty thousand pounds on, on makeup. A pool. I think oh. it was makeup in like his first like few months in charge. <laughs> a big uh, disaster. Um, I, anyway. also, I also oh. had to use taxpayers' money to uh, build a pool in his. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was right oh, next really. to the beach. Oh really. But they didn't know what how much it cost, but they said it could have cost up to ten thousand pounds, oh. euros. Um, well, I thought, and I had a little search, and I, I was searching for ages. I was going to do it on um, the shortest reigning president of America, but you told me not to do America. Um, I can't remember his name. Something Henry, something like thirty-two days. He was in charge of. That's um, the shortest presidency. Yep. Yeah. But instead, um, I ended up in Cuba. Um, Ooh. Do you know South America? Yeah. Is is like the pre- um yeah I think so yeah um it's not the president who's president now but uh it the, the title's similar to president so it's a it's a link and we've got other presidential links during the reports. okay um do you know who I'm gonna be talking about no okay do you want do you me to guess yeah yeah have a guess uh Alvarez no oh uh. Cuban famous uh, Escobar. Nope. <laughs> Escobar. Like... Uh, no, he was not a president. He no, wasn't in Cuba, wasn't no, he? I don't know. Colombia, I think. Yeah. Um, Fidel Castro. Castro. And specifically, the assassination attempts on Fidel Castro's life. Hmm. Um, he was. Was he president, sorry? Yes. Has he died recently? He died um, a couple of years ago, now, yeah. a few years ago. Um, he was the world's third longest serving head of state. Can you name the other two? Franco. No, I mean at the moment. Oh, at the moment. At the moment, <laughs> yeah. What, at monarchs, the time though? of his death. Uh, it's head of state, so yeah, monarchs and... You could say Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth II. Queen Victoria. No, at the moment. Oh. <laughs> How tough is it with you to say? <laughs> People who are dead for like hundreds of years. Um... Yeah, Queen Elizabeth and the other ones, you probably don't get the King of Arsene Thailand. Wenger. Oh. Yes. What's he called? <laughs> uh, it wasn't called Arsene Wenger. No, I know that was the manager I'm not of sure. Arsenal. Um, Got football knowledge, me down. But instead of um, delving into the into the life and times of Castro, um, which could take hours, we're going to focus on yeah, the assassination pop plots that Castro faced. Mm, I bet he faced a and lot. And to finish on a light note after all this, assassination plots we're gonna end with some world records that he holds oh, oh guinness world records i'll have what you know could he hold oh. world records have a little in. think about that so is it the number of cars oh no do you know uh, the amount of uh, assassination plots that allegedly um were devised to take out to castro have a guess um should we go high just have a, have a conservative guess go on lorna 57 112 um, six hundred and thirty-four. I knew I should have gone higher. Allegedly, um, were they all America? Uh, a lot of them were uh, mm. America. Castro, yeah, he, Castro claims to have survived six hundred thirty-four. Uh, most of these were allegedly organized by the CIA, and Castro uh, outlasted nine U.S. presidents during his tenure. He uh, did well then to escape six hundred attempts on his leader. life. He did, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you through a few now. Um, 
So this 634 number comes from Fabian Escalante, who was the head of the Cuban Secret Service during He's a lot of it. He's got a good name. And he wrote Escalante. a book called... <laughs> thanks, Lola. Called Ex... Um, executed... Ex... Executions. No. <laughs> executed. What was the word? Executive. Executive. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. He wrote a book called Executive <laughs> Action. 600... Action. <laughs> Why can I read that? 634 Ways to Kill Castro. And this, Matt's Movie Corner, coming in early, was made into a 2007 film by Channel 4 called 638 Ways to Kill Castro. Well, why did they add four on? Maybe it's four took place since then. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's... Uh, Have you seen the film? No. Do you want to watch I it? I think it might be a TV movie, but I'm not sure. What? What's it on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. I didn't look it up. Mm. So. Who played in it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything time? apart from this. Uh, Ninety-eight minutes, uh, <laughs> four million. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so the assassination attempt started under Dwight Eisenhower. I, oh. I, I was hoping that we might have a link, but we don't. No, sorry, um, I was too but, soon. Yeah, and it continued under JFK and Lyndon Johnson. But it was Richard Nixon that really takes the cake when it comes to assassination attempts. Nixon's the dodgy one. 184 alleged attempts during his time in office. Can I ask a How question? How was he in office for? Can sorry. I ask a silly question? Why did they want to assassinate him? Because, because the communists. Okay, yeah, so it was a threat. Okay. Um, and obviously the Cuban Missile Crisis. There's a lot of stuff happening. Mm. Stuff like that. Um, apparently, many uh, were undertaken without the administration's knowledge, without Nixon's knowledge, but uh, they were planned by Cuban exiles with the assistance of the CIA. Um, so Castro came to power in 1959, and the attempts on his life began pretty much immediately. The Bay of Pigs debacle took place in 1961. I still need to learn more about the Bay of Pigs. Which was um, Cuban exiles with the backing of the US government tried to assassinate Fidel and Raul Castro, as well as Che Guevara. Um, I don't delve into that, but that's just one. That's just the start of it. Then we get to the weird ones. Yeah, I want to hear the weird ones. So, on the, on the day that uh, JFK was assassinated, um, mm-hmm. do you know what year that was in? 1964. Three. Okay, oh, nice. I was going to say three. Uh, an agent... By um, Harvey Oswald. Okay. Right. <laughs> I know an, that. An agent um, was given a pen syringe in Paris uh, and he was dispatched to, to assassinate Castro. But um, this agent, who was a Cuban official, apparently, and this is a quote, did not think much of the device and complained that the CIA could surely, quoting, come up with something more sophisticated than that. So what, he, a pen he, that shoots poison? That the pen with a syringe. The idea was that if he just like stabs him with it, but he wouldn't really feel it, it'd just feel like a bit of an itch more than anything. Mm. I think you'd know if someone stabbed you with a pen. Well, <laughs> with a pen. Yeah. Um, well, I think it maybe comes out the end. No, of I understand. Yeah, you understand. Brilliant. Uh, but he thought this wasn't very sophisticated, so he, he didn't agree with it. And this happens a lot where they say, I have an idea, and they give it to someone to be like, go and do this, and then the people are like, no. But <laughs> where's the authority? What do you mean? So the CIA should just be like, do this, and someone's like, okay, you pay me a lot of money for this, I will, rather than, no. No, because I think they fear, fear, the, fear for their lives more. I mean, they go to Cuba and try and kill the president and then get caught. Hmm, okay. So, Valid point. Cuba, not Cuba, Castro enjoyed scuba diving. Do you know that? 
avid... Can we guess how they were killed? Yeah, I'm going to ask you about this one. He was uh, reportedly an avid diver. Any ideas mm-hmm. how one would assassinate a diver? Uh, mess with his tank. There's two actual ones that they, they tried today. I would get... Oh, it was scuba diving. Yeah. Or did he also like snorkeling? Um, I would have got like a cork top of a bottle. Change the story. And just shoved a little. No, because he wouldn't. He wouldn't have gone down though. And you just no. lift your head up and pull it out. Did they mess with his tank? Um, you're slightly closer with tank. Can I have another guess. Really. I have another guess. Um, you're not going to get either of these. They're just two out the out the box. But tank is close. Uh, did they mess with the wires? No. Uh, Did they put a brick to him? They put sank. some. They put some uh, shark food in his t- in like his <gasps> pants, and then when he went down, sharks would go and eat him. No. <laughs> Thought you had it then. Um, yeah. I'm on the dry yeah. track. Um, n- not really. Was, so, is it involving fish? N- um, no. I'll I'll tell you. I'll okay. tell you. How would they die? How would they die? How would he be eaten? Yeah, would he be eaten? No, Suffocate, would it be eaten? Drown? Would he drown? No. Not set on fire? Oh Did yeah, set on su- fire. Did they get a submarine to blow him up? No. <laughs> Did so, have, uh, oh wait, actually, you're quite close with that. People waiting. You're quite for close him. with that last one. What? They just Torpedo. shoot him? No. Blow him up was close, and suit was close. Right, I'll just tell you. So, according to documents released under the Clinton administration, the CIA invested in some mollusks in 1963. Oh, Always start with mollusks. No. Um, specifically a large amount of Caribbean mollusks. Mm. Um, I've heard they're lethal. The hope was to find a shell big enough to contain a lethal quali- quantity of explosives. Oh my the God. idea was that the mollusk would be painted in vivid colours <laughs> so that Castro so would swim towards them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously the explosives would blow up. How would they set it off, though? I know, I thought that. Because I'm thinking, like, dynamite sticks. but Yeah, they hire a crab. They're watching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they also had another plan regarding his suit. So, the idea was to make a custom-made diving suit and infect it with a fungus that would cause a debilitating skin disease. So, he'd put on this suit, he'd go swimming, and, oh, scuba diving, and then afterwards, he'd um, suffer this skin disease and it'd be bedbound or whatever. To me, it seems easier. Yeah, because, oh, well, both of these ideas were abandoned. Uh, the first in particular was um, discarded, as ad, discarded as impractical. That's uh, yeah. what it said in the report. Um, the most inf- infamous idea of the CIA was um, that of an exploding cigar. No, I was talking about that, because when you were talking oh, about yeah. the records, <laughs> I thought he was the person who smoked the biggest cigar. All right. Oh, well, oh, that's, mm. a good, that's a good, good idea. Um, hmm. 1960, they thought about this exploding uh, oh, it's cigar. Oh, been there a year. Yeah, the hope was that I read it somewhere that the hope he'd get given these boxes of cigars um, when he visited the United Nations in New York one uh, one time. But um, and there was also a plan to contaminate a cigar with boot. I don't know how to pronounce this. Bottle botulinum toxin. B o t u l i n u m. Botulinum. Botulinum. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, to inject that into one of his cigars enough so that when he put it to his lips, it just it just, it died. just died. Sounds um, like something from Looney Tunes. Yeah, with like a dynamite. Yeah, mm. but it never reached Castro. Uh, I actually read also somewhere else that those two were the same plot. That this oh, exploding okay. cigar was this toxin-based mm. uh, cigar. Um, 
And just a link to that, although most famous photos of Castro picture him chomping on a Cuban cigar, as you mentioned, he actually gave up smoking in 1985. Uh, and he's reported saying that the best thing you can do with this box of cigars is to give them to your enemy. So that How weird since Cuba's whole industry is basically I cigars. I went to a cigar factory. Did you? Yeah. That uh, put an end to the US's cigar-based plans the fact that he stopped smoking mm. <laughs> to be fair he had 25 years before yeah, he did so plans, none of them which worked but this um end of smoking didn't stop the ideas of toxins and poisons being used um so few few ideas they, they threw about putting him in his tea and his coffee getting someone to drop him in a toxic fountain pen was another idea uh boot i don't know how to pronounce that again that poison uh, a poison chocolate milkshake at the former Havana oh. Hilton was another idea they had. Chocolate milkshake. Are these all just ideas though? Did they ever try them? Yeah, so some of them, like like I said, the other one where they gave that guy a syringe and then he was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. This happened quite often where people were like, I'm not, this okay. isn't smart enough. But a lot of them were thrown around and they're all in official papers. Like, right. in, in someone's kind. taking minutes, that is another yeah. terrible idea, <laughs> but I have to write it down anyway. Um, one of my favourites, uh, just for its sheer bizarreness, uh, was actually a non-lethal plan that they had. Um, a non-lethal so, plan to an assassination. Yes, yeah, so it's not an assassination, but it was a, it was an injury. Assassination an of character. Yeah, uh, thank you. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> so, so it, whilst Castro was making a broadcast, the idea was um, to spray an LSD aerosol in his vicinity. Which would lead him to panic live on air and would thus humiliate him nationwide. I don't even think he would be humiliated by that. <laughs> so that was, they were like, this is a good idea, actually. <laughs> if we spray some LSD, he'll get humiliated in uh, his country and he'll I be I don't think you could trust that. It could have gone any way. It's LSD. Like, he could have done anything. Yeah, he could have not, like, he could have really enjoyed himself instead of panicking. Yeah, because he was known for, for long speeches. So they thought, we've got a lot of time to spray him with this, and then it'll just ramble on and <laughs> be discredited. Another uh, similar Wait, did plan. they do that? No. They, some of these got found as well. I mentioned a few more, which they were planning on doing, and then the secret ser- Cuban Secret Service stopped from happening. Another similar plan, um, assassination of character, was to dust his shoes with thallium salts. Any idea what that would do? You're not going to get this one, but... No. What would... Any idea? It's actually not to do with his feet. It would make them taste terrible. <laughs> Is it to make him drowsy? Um, it would... Is this an assassination of character? Yeah. Oh, they made him too shiny. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> too shiny. In fact, uh, dusting his shoes with these specific salts would have caused his iconic beard to fall out. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure he was good looking without a beard. He probably didn't need it. It's quite funny, though. They were like, how do we get... How do we... Get rid of Castro. Show Get rid of his beard. <laughs> um, there was also the time, this is a very famous one, where CIA recruited a former lover of Castro's. Her mm. name was Marita Lorenz. Smart move, I thought. It was, it was 1959, so he'd just come into power. Mm-hmm. They but gave, what are they asking her to do, though? They gave her poison pills, which she hid in a cold cream jar. Oh, that's that, disgusting. What is that? Is that like for your face? I've not a clue what cold um, cream is. The pills, alas, melted in this cold cream jar. Cold cream jar. It became a bit gunky, apparently. I read gunky on a number of websites. <laughs> um, 
And the woman, uh, Marita, decided that her chances of forcing them into Castro's sleeping mouth was uh, limited. That is disgusting. <laughs> was limited. She'd have to feed him so all have the cream. She'd have to scoop out and have his cream and be like, oh, shove into his mouth. So she thought oh, that was... She thought that Why didn't they think it was a good idea to put it in a cream tub? I could think of any place. I know. Get yourself a tub just of mint. in your pocket. Yeah. Um, Shove them up your nose like Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's a bit risky. It's I think she was oh. supposed to drop him in his drink. I don't know why she was insisted on shoving him into his sleeping mouth. Um, but she couldn't do it anyway. She told Vanity Fair, I knew the moment I saw the outline of Havana that I couldn't do it. Apparently... Castro had guessed her intentions though, and actually offered her his own pistol. Pistol, he's a forty-five caliber pistol. Said, "If you want to kill me, just kill me with this." And she broke down, saying she oh. couldn't do it. Cold Good opportunity. <laughs> wow. Um, the main, the main options, the the best option really was for when Castro left C- Cuba. When he left Cuba on business, it was much mm-hmm. better. Better idea to. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. On your <laughs> you know own soil. Yeah. Um, and that's when the plots became serious, apparently. Like, mm-hmm. this is one that they put a lot of thought into, not just like, we'll paint a mollusk. Um, so, in 2000, Castro visited Panama, and there was a plot to put 90 kilograms of high explosives under the podium where he was due to speak. But apparently, that was foiled by a security team prior to him getting there. Yeah, I bet they have a, a busy job, that yeah. team. So I'm not sure if they actually found all the explosives, all but it was filed and it, yeah. Um, and the CIA didn't always take it upon themselves, or even, as I said, exiled Cubans who were often involved as well. Um, but apparently they also turned to underworld figures in America to carry out hits. So they actually offered money to, I think it was Sam Giancarlo, and like other mob bosses, and was like... Mind, I'm not surprised about that. Do you mind going over and, and signing this like, out Let's for us? work together. It, I think it, today it was like one of the offers they piled was for like 15, maybe more than that, but it, it ended up being like today's money, like 2 million. Um, <gasps> one sna- would be sniper would, uh, was caught at the University of Han- Havana and a grenade attack at a baseball game was also foiled. Um, eventually the US decided to stop trying to kill Castro. Oh, that's um, nice. So I think it was about time. Mid 2000s. <laughs> I think his brother years. I think his brother took over uh, in 2006 so sometime just before that instead they uh, introduced trade embargoes um, just to stop mm-hmm. trade with Cuba so, to damage him to damage him in a different way Castro always remained wary of gifts given to him though um, especially from outside people and he used doubles to confuse assassins and always was constantly on the move around the island Um his ability to dodge death prompted many jokes. One of them, which I will uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now recite. This is Matt's we'll try and guess it. Is it a pun? Um, not really. It's not funny, to be honest. It's too long as well. Okay. Um, so, uh, there's a, it's not even written as a joke. It says one one joke uh, tells him being, a, being uh, presented a Galapagos turtle. So I'll, I'll try and so say old. as it would be a joke. So um, someone once gave uh, Castro a Galapagos turtle. Uh, Castro politely declined the gift after he learned that the turtle was likely to live uh, only 100 years. That's the problem with pets, he said. You get attached to them and they, then they die on you. The joke being that because yeah, he, he'll outlive he, it. He'll outlive it. What if it had already been alive <laughs> for like 70 years right, before Lana, we got it? Don't pick apart the joke. 
It didn't get a laugh as it is. Um, so that was the joke. So I didn't write jokes. that myself. <laughs> is that it? That's the joke. Is there any other jokes? No, that's the only one I can find. I, when you were talking about Woodrow Wilson, I had a joke. Go on. Uh, knock, knock. Who's, Who's that? There? Woodrow. Woodrow, Woodrow who? who? Woodrow, but don't have a paddle. <laughs> 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 That is better than oh, your joke. Whenever, like as soon one. as you said Woodrow Wilson, I knew the knock knock joke, and I was trying to oh. wait for like some point where he's on a river or something. I don't know. <laughs> Never came. So. I'm glad you did the joke though. Yeah. Well, we can put the laughs on later. Um, I laughed. I mentioned world records. Did you have any ideas? He was actually the, he got a gold in the Olympics. Yeah, he did. Um, High no. jump. World no. Record. Longest reigning president. No. Uh, best beard, 2008. <laughs> Good guess. Mr. Universe. Best beard. <laughs> um, How many has he got? Um, two that I know of. Actually, he doesn't have the second one. One of them relating to pets, actually. He had a, he had a pet. The Bro. world's fattest dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> the world's oldest Galapagos turtle. No. Ooh. Very witty one. So the first one is less impressive. I like the second one more. First one, um, he holds the Guinness Book of Records title yeah. for the longest speech ever delivered in the UN. Oh my gosh. How it long? must be so boring. Four hours and 29 minutes. Why? On uh, September 29th, 1960. His longest speech on record, though... Um, in Cuba was seven hours and ten minutes in 1986. No, 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 no. There's no need. It's quite long, isn't it? It's longer than three films put together. No, if you watch uh, Lord of the Extended Edition. Which I won't be doing. My other world record, I just thought I thought it was interesting to throw in. Uh, he had a pet project, the pet being a cow called White Udder. So, Poor cow. she not only produced a lot of milk, but became a propaganda tool for Cuba's collectivised agriculture in the 1980s. And she uh, holds the Guinness World Record for the highest milk yield by a cow in one, <laughs> in one, <what? laughs> in one day. You joke. 110 litres. <gasps> no. That was a big yield. Good yield. What, what did he order. do to that Great cow? Yield. That was some other pollen. Why has she got that name? White udder. That was the British. The way the you English say it, you, the way you two just say it as well is horrible. White udder. Yeah, you're just like white udder. Like it's very yeah. aggressive. So that Be took nice a turn, power. didn't it? <laughs> this podcast took a turn into some world records. Yeah. And that's my report on the assassination attempts on Fidel Castro. Good one. Biggest milk yield <laughs> for a cow. I mean, if you'd given me a hundred years <laughs> to guess the world the... record for Fidel Castro, <laughs> I would his not. Cow, <laughs> his cow, white udder. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm sure, like that's most assassination attempts or something as well on, on a Probably. person, on a president. Yeah, but highly likely, I'd say. Yeah, that was um, a couple of. I, that was one of the first facts I learned. I just couldn't cut it out. <laughs> There's uh, two very uh, opposite, opposing uh, stories, or not mm. stories, uh, reports, reports yeah. that you've made. Because mm-hmm. one was quite a serious one yeah, about I mean, uh, the well, sort of first female and about how... This uh, was serious, about husband. assassination. Yeah, and then that was just about... Mollusks. Were there any other funny <laughs> assassinations that you saw? Mm, uh, no. I would have written them down, to be honest. I put the bit about a cow in, <laughs> so I probably would have left them in. Um... 
yeah, there are, there are reports. So hopefully, if you came for the uh, Edith Wilson um, story, you stuck around for the. Will the uh, the title of the report just be Edith Wilson plus bonus? I'm or... thinking we might start introducing some slashes. Edith Ooh. Wilson forward or backwards, whatever that one is. Forward. Forward. Okay. Only the forward slash. But it's it's going to be a long title, isn't it? Really. What mm. are backward slashes used for? Uh, Divide division. Uh, aesthetically pleasingness at one side of the other. Like. And making like uh, arms in original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I thought you had seen that. No, I, I, don't you know what they call, I don't know what they're called. They're not emojis, but. They're just stick men for yeah, me. Yeah, stick men. I'm glad we're I don't know, but there's, the one, there's the one on uh, Twitter that does the stick men with loads of different emojis, and it's really cool. It's like a stick man like that, and it's mm. like stick man in a cowboy hat. It's <laughs> just loads, all sorts. Right. It's Good. a treat. Um, so, no, I don't know what we're going to call it. I'm sure people listening will already know. Mm hmm. So, going forward, we'll um, hopefully follow a similar format. Maybe mm-hmm. have one or two slightly short, I think two or three slightly shorter um, podcast reports. Based, yep. Why don't you call it a president episode? Podcast president. Oh, And then yeah. you have ah. two stories about oh, it. Oh, yes, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But you get more. Are you going to call it season two now on the. Um... I don't know, we didn't call it season one, did we? No. Well, you'll all know all this. We're going to have this discussion <laughs> off air. Um, thanks for listening to President's episode, season two. Would you, episode like, one. Would you like me to? Uh, oh yeah, go oh, on. Yeah, outro. Go on, go on. Then. Oh, not the music. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, as always, you can talk to us by tweeting us on Twitter uh, at Idiot History Pod. You can send an email to us at uh, Idiot History Idiot History Pod at Gmail and you can send it to our individual Twitters, which oh, are yes. what are your what's your uh, mine's Matt Singleton seventeen. I think mine's Lana Barry with two Y's. It is. Oh. And mine is <laughs> I've forgotten again. I think it's Sing Zero Zero One. This happens every time on the podcast. <laughs> Daniel didn't get any more t- uh, yeah, followers guys. since last time, so please someone follow. Since him. episode ten when I mentioned my uh Twitter feed name, I've had no followers. <laughs> you don't tweet though. You have two followers and one of us is us. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's I- my uh, that's my goal for this season two. <laughs> Get one more Twitter follower. <laughs> Increase my uh, Twitter followers by fifty percent. Yeah. So anyway, we also can leave. You can also leave a review. Yeah. Yeah. You there's actually. A, okay. Yeah, we're actually. There's been a problem with the uh, reviews at the moment, and you're only able to leave five stars. <laughs> but don't worry. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I didn't know that. So yeah, we'll so, love yeah. you and leave you. Yep, tell a friend. Come back next week for our next podcast report. Yep, speak to you then. Speak to you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.